Hello, and welcome to Still No Plan. I'm Jordan Granger. And I'm Autumn Webb, and we are so happy you're here. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. It's been a minute. I feel like it's been years since we recorded, but it's been like two weeks since we've posted anything. But life is crazy. I know. Life has been so busy. I Obviously, Danny's wedding was so fun. And then I just went on this work trip, and I'm literally so tired because I realized I didn't get a weekend. I slept all day today. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. I took today as a flex day. But yeah, I'm excited to get back into this and start recording again because like we were saying, that's our favorite part. It's the fun part. Yeah. So this episode, we're just doing a little, a quick one this week. We wanted to get on and do like a getting to know us episode. So we got together 20-ish questions and we're just going to kind of go through them and like rapid fire answer all the questions to do, I don't know, just to have anyone that's new get to know us and kind of do like a longer intro episode because our first intro was super quick. We also wanted to do something a little more lighthearted because for all of May, we were posting a lot of like mental health episodes, which is important to talk about. But then it's like, okay, there's also like fun things about being in your 20s too. When it's like, yeah. it's not all hard. There's also fun and good. And so we wanted to have like a, a like an easier, easier type of listen episode fun, too. Yeah. Totally. And we have some really interesting ones coming up. We're talking to different experts in different fields. We have someone who just recently wrote a book and um, a nutritionist and health coach who focuses on ADHD. We're maybe going to get someone who's an expert in hormones. So we're excited for what's coming. And we think this will be a good palate cleanser to move into the next season of summer. Do you want to get into our questions? Yeah, sure. So number one, Who is the person that you look up to the most and why? I feel like this answer evolves for me a lot depending on the time, but I was actually Mm -hmm. thinking about it the other day and I recognize a lot of her flaws. I'm going to start with that, but I really, really look up to Lauren on the Skinny Confidential. And I feel like if I was like, oh, I want like my dream life and like my mood board it just like fits her, not even like her aesthetic. I mean, obviously she's amazing in that way and like very beautiful and has a great brand aesthetic, but like her ability to make her dreams reality and like make her life exactly what she wants to be. And she has like such staunch boundaries and just like, I very much respect how she has built her life. Um, So I was like listening to that episode actually. And I was like, yeah, There's a lot of things she does that annoy me, honestly, but like she has got this life thing down and (laughs) she's like a very good role model. So I feel like she's a good one. Lauren. Lauren right now. Knows who she is, and that's just like very clear. Like she like knows she has what she wants and she's gonna get it. So Mm -hmm. I agree with that one. What about you? I feel like for me, I didn't know we were doing like anyone in the world. I was like, is it people we know? So that's why I Mm. thought my answer. And I thought you were going to answer your mom because your mom was a very inspiring person. Yes. And then I was like, fuck, well, mine's also kind of my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you didn't say your mom, but also your mom. Um, I feel (laughs) like I look up to my mom a lot just because, you know, she was pregnant with me when she was in high school, like Mm -hmm. walking at graduation in high school. And like my dad and her were like not really together during my childhood a lot. So like, She was kind of a single mom, like working and putting herself through college and like 
worked her ass off to like take care of me. And she came from like a family that had nothing and did not like raise her in a healthy way probably. And like gave me pretty good life. And so I'm like very thankful. And I look up to her and she's very strong and inspiring person. Like if she could do it, I can do it. You know? Yeah. So I would say her. Yeah. I feel like that's such a, it's just awesome. Like you obviously have been so successful in your time and like your parents were so young, but they also were like, I feel like one of the things that is kind of a benefit that like your parents leaned into is like recognizing that they are imperfect. And I think that's something that parents don't do when they're older because they're like, we have this thing down or they're like trying Mm -hmm. to put on that front. But I feel like one of the things you and your parents have done well is like grow together and like recognize that you're growing together. Like your parents have said that. And so I think that has, it's just cute to see from the outside, but also like shaped who you are a lot because they have like allowed for so much growth and recognizing like growth opportunities and things like that. So that's a good one. And it's also just so like the older I get, the more I realize like, wow, we're almost 24 right now. And when they were 24, they had a six-year-old kid. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) I can't imagine – I can barely take care of a dog and a cat. I can't imagine having, like, an actual human being that I was responsible for and, like, enjoying my life and getting all my shit together and, like, actually providing for them. So the older I get, the more I'm like, wow, that was insane that they were able to pull their shit together and do that. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Okay. What truth about you now would be most shocking to your high school or college self? That is tough. I feel like I know yours and mine. (laughs) Well, are you going to say partying? (laughs) Well, mine is going to be, yeah, that I'm not drinking because that's absurd to to high school me (laughs) or senior or college me. Yeah. I mean, it could, I mean, even just in value, thinking about my relationship, relationship with alcohol would be shocking to high school me, but also just like, Maybe a good one is that like you're not going to be best friends with the people that you're with in high school forever, but that you might not have falling outs with them, but you'll just like love them from afar, mm-hmm. which is something that I would be surprised by, especially like I've gone through and read my old yearbooks and just the people who had wrote, wrote like the most beautiful things about how like they're always going to be there. I'm like, I feel like they really would still be there if I like reached out to them, but we just like yeah. kind of love each other from afar because life took us in different directions. So <laughs> why well, is he to say the fact that you're like dating for four years, Sean, and you went oh. to high school with him <laughs> and like he irritated you in high school. <laughs> that would be shocking to me. That would be, if you told me I was dating Sean, I would be shocked. That's true. <laughs> How have you learned to love yourself? I think one is changing my relationship with alcohol, but two is just like, making we talked about this in another episode but like making promises and sticking to them so like this year I actually have followed through on a lot of my new year's resolutions and I think it's just it's actually weirdly easy to build self-confidence by just doing the things that you want to do in a day and like I mean we talked about this with um, Jackie but it's like living like a purpose-driven life and like recognizing like what your values and purpose is for the day and like doing those things regardless of like your current emotional state and things like that has built my self-confidence and like my love for myself and like on weeks that I like I can tell a direct correlation between like my self-confidence and like my daily routine (laughs) like if I 
don't have a good daily morning routine or like I'm skipping days of workouts or daily routines, then I start to like slip and have more negative self-talk and like less more kind of like toxic thinking patterns. So I think that's probably like my biggest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say part of your answer too was the one keeping promises to myself is probably like very big confidence boosting, self-loving sort of thing. But also just like spending time alone. Mm. I feel like the more time that I spend alone with myself, the more that I enjoy myself and like hanging out with myself. So like taking myself on dates or lately I haven't really been wanting to like go to the gym. So I've been going on like five or six mile walks and like not even having like headphones in or like not talking to anyone on the phone. So like just like being by myself or meditating has made me enjoy myself more. And I think a lot of that comes from just like appreciating the beauty in small things too. And the beauty in stillness Mm -hmm. um, has made me learn to love myself more, but it's a hard, it's not a a fully linear journey. I feel like like one day I feel so good. I'm like, I love who I am. I love what I'm doing. I love who I'm becoming. And then it's like, who the fuck am I? What the fuck am I doing? I have no idea who I am. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's a very like confusing time. I feel like sometimes some days I feel so like self-assured and other days I'm going to, I like have no idea who I am or what I want or if this is the right path. Like, yeah, fully. Not it's with. very tumultuous. <laughs> yeah. I like that though. I think that's mm-hmm. a good one. Okay. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Like now I'm neither, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like, yeah, I'm a night owl. I would stay up all fucking night, like all of high school, all of college. I'd always be up late doing homework or partying or, and now I go to bed early and I don't even like waking up early. I'm in this weird spot where I'm tired in the morning and I'm tired by like 9 PM. So I'm really like not either, but ideally I think I'm working on becoming a morning person because I would love to just have like two hours in the morning before work to just like sit and like listen to the birds chirp and like drink coffee and journal. That'd like really be my ideal, but like getting there is hard. So yeah. really neither, but I'm, I want to be a morning person. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you just have dysregulated energy levels that you need to like sort out and then you'll be a morning person. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I just saw this TikTok and it was like, if you have um, painful periods or a cycle that's longer than 35 days or like three other symptoms, then you probably have um, imbalanced hormones. And I was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know I do. It's actually really hard to get into doctors right now. I don't know if you've tried to get into any sort of doctor recently, but at least in Seattle, it's like, I can't get into a primary care practitioner and I like need to figure all these shit out. Mm -hmm. So. So good luck with that. <laughs> I have blood work ordered, so we'll see. But Oh, that's good. But yeah, that's good. Maybe it's because of my hormones. Maybe I'll become a morning person when I get that fixed. But like mm-hmm. realistically, I'm a tired girl who's tired in the morning and tired at night. <laughs> I'm a tired girl. <laughs> like, yeah, I think when I'm like doing well, I'm I have changed into a morning person. Like for a long period of months I was a morning person, but just traveling so much, I've also just been really tired. But if I were to prefer one, I honestly, it's kind of similar. And like, it really depends on how I structure my day. Like if I feel overwhelmed and chaotic and like, I'm like 
rushing through my day all day, then I like usually stay up later because it's like where I can find my calmness Mm -hmm. and like my peace and like take time for myself. And I've actually seen something that's called like revenge scrolling. Oh my God, I was going to say that. Yeah. And like young moms do it a lot where they're like, feel like they don't have any time for themselves. So they just like scroll all day or scroll all night. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I'm like on my shit and I do like my wake up and I have my coffee and like I journal and like structure my day in a way that I don't feel like the day was chaotic, then I usually enjoy my mornings much more. So Mm -hmm. I would say it's like tied linked also to my (laughs) self-confidence is whether or not I'm a morning or a night owl. So that's the theme. Just fucking stick to your shit. It's not even hard. Daily routines. Do your daily routines. (laughs) Okay. What is one vacation that you want to go on right now? I really want to go on like a yoga retreat in Mm, mm -hmm. We have to do our our work trip. (laughs) Our team. (laughs) It's just me and Autumn. Our team trip to Italy. Yeah, that is my – that's a trip that I'm like – I have to save money for it, obviously, but I would love to do some sort of like wellness yoga retreat in a different country, preferably somewhere in Europe. I feel like that's kind of something that I've really been thinking about and wanting to do a lot lately. Um, That's a great one. And I will come with you. Uh Mine, I kind of want to go to New York this year. I feel like that's not like my necessary dream trip, but it's like a tangible one that I actually could see myself doing in the next year. Uh So Kai and I are like looking at going this winter, kind of like in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like hopefully before it gets like crazy Christmas, but like still has like lights up in the city. Um, Kai's never been to New York, so I think that'd be fun. What is something you're trying to manifest? Hmm, That's a good one. I'm trying to manifest. This podcast was like something I wanted to manifest for so long and it's like happening. So maybe like more success and energy to put into the podcast. That would be a good one. I'm really just trying to, and I don't know if this counts as manifesting. I don't know if you saw, speaking of Lauren and like some of her annoying quirks, the couch TikTok. Did you see the couch TikTok she posted and she was getting roasted because she was like, we manifested this custom couch. And yeah. everyone's like, did you just order a custom couch? <laughs> like sometimes when I'm talking about manifesting things, I'm like, well, I could just do these things. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, I, yeah, I think manifestation is interesting, but I do, I am working on like being really intentional about the way I talk about myself and like manifesting like a more positive happier life and doing that through like thought work and like how, how I'm like thinking about the things around me. So I don't know if that's manifestation or just like working on myself, but those are probably my two. What about you? I saw this TikTok today about manifesting, talking about the difference between thinking something and feeling something. And in order to manifest, you have to like truly feel a certain way for it to Mm -hmm. come to you is the theory. So they were like, and these, these feelings like overpower thoughts. So if you tell yourself that you want to manifest a billion dollars, you want to be a billionaire and you think that you, I, 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 I know I want to be a billionaire, but you have those thoughts, then the universe will test you and you'll get a parking ticket. And then you will feel like, Oh fuck, how am I going to pay for this parking ticket? Like I don't have the money to pay for this parking ticket, but realistically like a billionaire wouldn't think that way. A billionaire mm. would be like, I'll pay the parking ticket, no problem. And so 
apparently in order to like truly manifest things, you have to just like act as if the universe has already given you these things. So like, even if you really don't have any money and you get a parking ticket, like, which is really hard to not stress about something if like you don't have the money to pay for the parking ticket, I understand. But this girl was saying that you need to just approach it with a feeling of like ease. Like I can pay this parking ticket because I have money and money comes to me and there's no problem with that. But you have to teach yourself to actually feel that because otherwise you can like think all the manifestations you want, but you have to like truly feel them for it to happen apparently. So I'm trying to work on that in general, but I would say two things I'm manifesting is yes, one podcast to gain some traction so that we can make this like a full-time thing would be ideal. Mm -hmm. And then two, I am really wanting, Sean and I have been talking about it a lot, like in the next three to like five years, moving to Europe for a few years. So I feel like that's something that I'm trying to manifest as well. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are my two things. Those are good ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And also that's a good and like interesting advice. And that's what I like, yeah, that's why I'm trying to like change the way I think. Cause that's so like, if you're like constant and it's so easy to slip back in your old thought patterns instead of just like yeah. being the new you. Mm-hmm. Um, so good advice. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment? See, we talked about this in our intro episode. I don't know if you edited it out or not. <laughs> uh, talked about how I was trying to find a new therapist and they asked me on the intake form, like, what's your biggest accomplishment? And I'm like, getting into USC, which was like six, almost seven years, seven years ago now, which is <laughs> like, I have to cross that off. I can't keep saying that anymore. <laughs> and th- now I feel like it could be like doing the triathlon in April. Like that was mm-hmm. a pretty big accomplishment. And also starting this podcast is a pretty big accomplishment. Like yeah. we put a lot of time and effort into these things. And so I feel like those are my two biggest accomplishments. And hopefully this, that's just like the first two of many, but like the fact that I've only had two in seven years, like, I don't know. It's pretty. You really had two in six months. You just didn't yeah. have a lot for a very long time. Well, but like, like, okay, graduating from college is an accomplishment. It's just like, yeah, I didn't feel that sense of accomplishment from it. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why I wouldn't say. Or like, studying abroad is an accomplishment in a way. Like, getting a job is an accomplishment. But those are just things that I'm like, eh. yeah, I think this is a big one. I feel like we've talked about it for so long. It's like finally coming to life, which is so fun. And um, I think my other one would be like taking my hundred day break from alcohol and like actually changing the way that I'm drinking and like not, I mean, I'm still living a mostly sober life. So like that I'm being sober curious, I would say is like my biggest one. Mm-hmm. That's an impressive one, especially at our age. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 23. It's pretty young. A lot yeah. of people are like angry on TikTok about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The feral rat girls are like not happy that, that I talk about this. Also, I saw this thing talking about how like if you feel a strong sense of resistance to doing something, like maybe that's a sign that you should do it even more. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, oh, I really don't want to work out today. Like that's probably a day that you do need to move your body even more than yeah. like, other days, even if it's just a light workout. But if you're so defensive about something and so like steadfast on not wanting to do something if that's a sign that you need to do even more if yeah. you're so like i 
would never quit drinking. It's like, maybe you should think about it then. Like, why is that like, why it's not, you don't have to quit, but like, just think about how you drink. Like, why is that Mm -hmm. such a very infuriating thought for some people? I'm like, you know, maybe that means you should check yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why is it like threatening to you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not just with drinking. There's a lot of things that can make you feel that way. Like, Mm -hmm. I think your workout example is a good example. Yeah. And I think that now, like when I don't want to work out, I'm like, I ask myself, what would be the most like loving thing I can do for myself right now? And if if that's just like going for a walk, that's going for a walk, but at least mm-hmm. go for like- a, Like move your body. Yeah. At least go for like a two mile walk or something so you can get some mm-hmm. steps and I don't know, some movement. <laughs> like Totally. What would be your dream wedding? This is so in theme with the wedding. Maybe this will change, but- because Danny just had such a giant wedding and I saw all the stress of having a giant wedding, I really just want to like go to Europe and do something small mm-hmm. and like fly far away. And I feel like if I marry Kai, then I would do a wedding in Norway because like his family's from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want to like do like basically like the bridal party and family and like have like my closest people and then like not have 300 people. <laughs> That's what I want too. I, mm-hmm. I've i always wanted a European wedding. And now I don't want it to be a big thing either. Now I want it to be like we rent out like a French villa or something, which is honestly the same price as a venue. <laughs> you rent it out for like a week. <clears throat> and then like my close friends and family will come and we just like celebrate for like a week together. Like it's a vacation together. And like two of the days are like, wedding focus or something but like yeah we all get to go and do something cool together and i would love to ideally pay for everyone if that could ever happen but uh but yeah i feel like a billionaire mindset in villa i know i'm gonna pay for everyone to come i know Can't wait. and um and honestly even if i paid for everyone to come it'd probably still be cheaper than like the type or caliber of wedding that i would want here mm-hmm. and i feel like spending all that money for a day here, like when I could spend that, like for a week vacation with my loved ones, like that's something that you remember forever. Like, yo, yeah, you remember your wedding forever too, but like, well, it's only a few hours. Like, why not make it a whole week? <laughs> yeah. So that's my, that's my, um, that's, that's my a good thing. one. Yeah. Same energy. Mm-hmm. See you there. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a joint wedding. We could, we could, based on our timelines, we probably will. <laughs> what is something you are scared of? I mean, we get like so deep with this, but I'm going to, not get deep with it. I have a therapy session. (laughs) I have like, I'm just like convinced that I'm going to die by someone like breaking into my home and killing me. And so like, I hate being home alone at night. (laughs) Like, I'm so scared of being home alone at night. I think I need to go to like hypnotherapy to like overcome Mm -hmm. this fear because it's pretty irrational. And I'm like aware, like, um, it's not like, like, yeah, it could happen. Mm -hmm. But like, for the most part, I live in an extremely safe neighborhood. I have like security and a big dog and like defense mechanisms. Like I have all of the things. And like if Kai goes out of town, I literally just won't sleep because I get so stressed about being home alone. Have you always had that fear? Yeah. Like, I mean, but think about it. I've never really been, I've never really slept home alone. Yeah. But yes, I have totally always had that fear. When I was little, I like like I slept with my parents until I was like twelve because I was like so scared that someone was gonna come in and steal me. I think my I like remember, well, my mom remembers. I was too young because they were too young to have this conversation with me. But my mom like <laughs> was like, people will kidnap you and hurt you. And when I was like five, 
And it like really dramatized me. (laughs) So I think I need to go and like work through that. But that is for sure my biggest fear. What about you? Well, mine is uh, everything. (laughs) I'm really scared of everything. (laughs) So that's a tough one for me. I'm scared of sharks in the ocean. I'm scared of dying in a plane crash. I'm scared of stingrays in the ocean. I'm Mm -hmm. scared of getting murdered in my house as well. Um, yeah, I feel like if you, you name it, I'll find a way to be scared. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I know like my irrational, well, that's a pretty irrational fear, but like my really irrational fear is that a straw is going to poke me in the eye when I'm driving. And so I like stress about driving with straws. Mm. Yeah. I developed a choking fear. So like sometimes I won't eat when like no one's around. (laughs) So that's bad. (laughs) <laughs> lots of fears uh, we need only drink a smoothie if no one's home we need some hypnotherapy yeah you're right couldn't couldn't say it better myself <laughs> <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you have received i think i've because we like listen to productivity podcasts i've gotten a lot of really great advice but i think the one that i say the most often to myself is from my dad And I kind of say it as a joke because it was such an annoying thing that he used to say to me when I was younger, but it's like so true in all ways. And it's how do you move a big pile of rocks one rock at a time? Mm. And I think it's like a really great way to just like, it's really easy. I get overwhelmed very easily. And like the more things I have, the more overwhelmed I get. And I get like paralyzed, which is a very common like ADHD symptom. Mm -hmm. But like, if I have a long task list, it's literally paralyzing and then the tasks keep adding up and then it gets worse and worse. And so I think like in most ways, how do you move a big pile of rock one rock at a time, like applies also like with wellness habits. If you like just do like one thing at a time, you'll change your life. And so I think that's it. That's my, the one that I say most often. Mine, I learned, I mean, I got, my last therapist was so good. Probably every session that we had was like the best advice I've ever received. But one that really stood out to me was just how you really like can't, all you can control is your emotions and your reactions to things. Like I think growing up, I learned that my actions can have very powerful effects on people. And so I'm a very like overly apologetic person and I'm a very big people pleaser because I'm scared of like hurting other people's feelings because I learned that. I could hurt people's feelings easily when I was younger. And so just trying to recognize that like at the end of the day, you can't control people's reactions to the things that you say. And there's no need to apologize for something just because you think you hurt their feelings. Like they're a big, you know, we're adults. Like if, if I hurt someone's feelings, I would hope they would come to me and tell me like, hey, I didn't like that you did that. And then I can own up to it and apologize and recognize. But like something I'm really working on is like, not apologizing for something unless it's something that, you know, actually gets brought up or like the person feels they they need an apology for because Mm -hmm. before I would just like overextend myself and um, run myself to the ground, like hope that I don't hurt people's feelings and stretch myself too thin in that way. But yeah, you can't really control people's reactions to things that you say. So yeah, that's actually one of my, we can call it a January resolutions. (laughs) I was talking to Kai about the other day is like focusing on controlling what I can control and letting go of 
other like how other people react and respond to things that I do and like if if I do something that hurts someone and they come to me like we can figure that out yeah but it's not on me to assume that people are mad at me constantly because I will and it's it's a big big thing at work for me because I I feel like it makes me stress out before I even do things I'm like overthinking how it's going to make someone else feel and then I'll say the thing that I'm scared to say and then they're like okay yeah sure like Mm -hmm. most of the time people like don't get that offended by things that you might overwork in your head and like think oh for sure I saw something the other day and it was like Try and remember it was like if you're being anxious about things that you've said to other people, trying to remember try and remember what they've said to you. And it's like even if they said something like people have said like rude things to me that I don't remember what they said. <laughs> like it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's like you really are the main character of your own life and like you do have a main character complex, as does everyone else. And yeah. like nobody's remembering it. I thought that was that's another one. Bonus advice. There's all this wisdom out here. <laughs> What is the your favorite place you've ever been? I again, I feel like it just depends on like what I've been to recently, but I have I have a few. I think I'll do a recent one. I loved Tulum and it kind of like like I knew it was going to be cool, but I also read this blogger who and like she's an influencer and I honestly like don't respect her opinion as much after this, but <laughs> she posted a blog about how she like hated Tulum and how it was like overrated and we read it like right before we went to Tulum and we were like oh that's a bummer like we'll see and we went and we were just like okay well I feel like and this is why I don't really respect her opinion as much anymore is because she was like saying like oh all the culture is artificial and all of this stuff but she also was talked about how she didn't leave the hotel the entire time and like sat in her hotel room with food poisoning Mm -hmm. and I was like how are you gonna like make a good assumption but it it ended up being really cool. It has like everything you could want. We even went with my dad to his like, he was there fishing and like, that's why we ended up going. But he was staying at this like fishing lodge in this like super remote village, like two hours outside of Tulum. We went and stayed there for a night and like got outside and saw this like really incredible nature. It's like a whole nature reserve. And we went to like the Mayan ruins and that was beautiful. But there's also like a whole strip that's like clubs and like they have a really big nightlife scene. But then our hotel was like very like wellness focused. So like all the food was super healthy. They had like morning yoga and like stretching and meditating and all these things. So I really just had like, it was like the perfect me vacation. Like I was like, this is like everything I love. And so I would say Tulum recently was an incredible trip. What about you? Well, my favorite place I've ever been. I feel like Italy is my favorite country. And I think a lot of that is because when we were studying abroad, we were there in the winter and like winter was tough. And mm-hmm. every time I went to Italy, it was like a break. It was like getting closer to the to the spring and the summer and it was just sunny. And so I felt like, and there's just so much in Italy. Like Italy is like California of Europe in a way. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> good weather. There's like forests and there's beach and like, it's kind of all the terrain and I also just love the history there. I think it's like a very interesting place to be and so much to learn. And so I would I say Italy is my favorite country for sure. And just like thinking of like when we went to Positano and Lake Como, like those are like beautiful places. And um, I love a trip. A good vacation if there mm-hmm. is nature and good company. I think anywhere could be my favorite place. Like as long as it's beautiful nature and beautiful company, it's a good time for me. I like it. Okay. What is your favorite book? Well, my favorite fiction, I learned this from 
from you. Back to fiction. fiction. Yes. It's helpful. <laughs> My favorite fiction book is Pride and Prejudice. It's just, I love history. I love a good period drama. Like all of the social dynamics and pyramids back then are just insane to me to think about how like proper everything used to be and how particular things were. Like it's just insane. So I love reading period books and Jane Austen's amazing. So Pride and Prejudice is like an 1800s rom-com, like will they or won't they get together? And it's like 400 pages of buildup until they finally get together. (laughs) And um, so that's my favorite fiction book and nonfiction book. I, there's so many, like Mm -hmm. all, I feel like I'm reading The Power of Now right now. Love People Use Things, the, the Dopamine Molecule of More book. Like, honestly, all of those books are just very, like, life-changing books, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of change your view of the world and help reframe, I don't know, your place in the world and, like, how you see the world. So Good ones. I loved All the Light We Cannot See. Mm as a fiction. I also think you'd love the book that I'm reading right now. I literally forget what it's called, but I will send it to you because it's like a period drama and like right before World War One, and this mm-hmm. like girl gets married off and she's like moves to, I think she lives, no, she moves from Vienna to like London mm-hmm. and marries into this wealthy family and it's good. All I We Cannot See is amazing. And then so many nonfiction books, but I think the Untethered Soul is like one that I've always loved and I think was like really life-changing. And Atomic Habits was also, I would say, mm-hmm. one of the more life-changing. And then like obviously all like Sober Curious was probably like the most life-changing because of all of that that it spurred. What is your favorite movie? That's so hard and it so depends on my mood. I honestly Okay, just kidding. I can always watch a Disney movie. (laughs) I love Disney movies. I'm like a semi-closeted Disney adult. Like I would go to Disneyland every birthday if I could. (laughs) You're a horse girl and Disney adult? I know. This is crazy. I wouldn't have like – I'm not a fan of like Disney decor or like Disney branding, but like I love the Disney experience. So I love Moana and Frozen. Like honestly, those are like feel-good all the time. I think, what else have I watched recently? Kind of more show people than movie people. The Soul movie is really good. Oh, that one is really sweet. Inside Out, duh. It's like, <laughs> I, I watch Inside Out whenever I like need therapy and can't get into my therapist. <laughs> like I fucking love Inside Out. Uh-huh. So yeah, some combination of like Disney and Pixar movies. What about you? I love anything with Blake Lively in it. Mm-hmm. So The Age of Adeline. A very beautiful mm. movie mm-hmm. that I love. Pride and Prejudice is the reason why I read Pride and Prejudice, the book, and I love mm. that movie as well. And I also I like a good history, anything with history. I like any period movie. So mm-hmm. Sean, I watched 1917, which is really good. Dunkirk mm. is really good. 1917 so. is so. Did we see that together? I feel like we did. Yeah, me you and Liz saw it. Yeah, I think I was stoned. It is not a movie to be stoned at. <laughs> zero out of ten recommend being stoned remember on a movie speaking of movies to be stoned at remember what was was the new autumn and i went to jumanji and we were so stoned that we thought 3d yeah yes we watched the yes that's key to the story we so we get our 3d glasses and like my glasses aren't working and I'm just kind of sitting there like, what the heck? It must be because I'm so high. My glasses aren't working. And then like after like five minutes of me being in my head about this, 
Mine Autumn, either. Yeah, Autumn's like, my my 3D glasses aren't working. And I was like, oh my God. And so we had to go out there and we were so obviously stoned. We had gotten like six bags of Skittles. We went up to the guy and we go, these glasses aren't working. And he was like, I've never heard of that happening before. Yeah. <laughs> He gave us two new pairs, and then we went and bought like $50 oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they were just like, we know you're stoned. And we just thought we were so stoned that we like surpassed the ability to see 3D. But I really think they were just broken. They were because the next ones worked. Yeah. And we were, we were still stoned, <laughs> but it was hilarious. I do oh. recommend watching that stoned. It's not really a good movie otherwise, but it is great. Great stoned lit. (laughs) Oh my God. Who is your favorite celebrity? Blake Lively's a good one. Like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, they're the dream. They just are so cute and like perfect on social media. Like their energy is wonderful. I also love, um, I want to say Jim Halpert. (laughs) What's his? John Krasinski. Krasinski And And they are sweet, but also I like, I've always loved John. Like from the office, he's amazing. My man, John. John. <laughs> but then when he did some good news over quarantine, I like was just like, wow, you're a wonderful human. So those are just kind of some of my top. What about you? Uh, Blake Lively for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the Kardashians. I do. Mm-hmm. I just think they're so interesting. I love to hate them. And I also love to love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love pop culture. I don't really like follow it as much as I used to, but I just think it's like, so fun to like talk about yeah. and, like gossip. I love reality TV. So if you go on reality TV and you gain any level of like celebrity, like all of those celebrities. <laughs> okay. Who is someone that lives in your head rent free? This YouTube video. Of this, little <laughs> girl. this little girl, she's like six years old making a YouTube video and she farts in the video. <laughs> and then she goes, what was that? <laughs> Did you hear that? I that. I'm really scared. I'm like really scared right now. I think there's a ghost. <laughs> she stops recording. But I'm like <laughs> that memory pops into my head like a lot. All the time. <laughs> and I'm just like, how how funny for this poor girl. Like, why'd she keep why'd she act like it was a ghost? Why did she stop recording? Why'd she post it on the internet? Like so many questions and also a little boy who's like apparently I've never mm. been <laughs> I every time someone says apparently I think I think of him uh, so yeah that's a good one those two children live <laughs> children on that same vein because you just got got me thinking about like vine energy the little girl who's like I'm gonna take a nap right here I say that all the time. She's like sitting on the beach. And then also the little girl who's like sleeping and she's lying down and her mom wakes her up and she like turns around and her hair is all crazy. And she's like, what? (laughs) That girl, Kai and I say that to each other all the time. But like the thing that lives in my head rent free, like the most is the um, me theme song. Like do, 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 do. Every, yeah, every time there's like a moment of silence in my brain that like fills it. And I haven't, yeah. I mean, it came back on TikTok. Like I've heard it on TikTok now, but before TikTok, I hadn't heard it in like years and, and it would so just pop into my head. So that definitely lives in my it head. It really brainwashed us there. Yeah. I don't know what crack they put into that, but it worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. What 
was the first thing you remember being passionate about? Animals always. I like have always loved animals. I thought I was going to be a vet, but then I was like, I cannot put dogs down. Like, and I, I was like, it was like my little kid thing. Like, I just knew everything about animals. Like, I'm, I love going to the zoo and like telling you animal facts. <laughs> like, if anyone has any animal questions, I probably know the answer. Mine was probably performing. Like, mm-hmm. I just loved singing and acting, and I would literally just like go look up musicals like on the <laughs> computer and I would play every part in my room <laughs> for hours on end. And that was until I was like 15 from like childhood. To, like, <laughs> you know, this is not like a, Oh, how cute. Like, no, I did it for a long time. And I still love musicals, still passionate about them. And I think love of performing kind of translated into ice skating and dancing and, and now podcasting and, uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that's something I've always been very passionate. I've always seen like had a vision of my future self like being on stage, whether it's giving mm-hmm. a speech or like in a show. I've always like seen that for myself. So Okay. What is your zodiac sign? And also I'll add, do you think that you align to it? Like, do you think you're a good representation of your zodiac sign? Yes, I am a Virgo. My sun sign is a Virgo. I'm a rising. Gemini and my moon is Leo. And honestly, I think all of those are pretty, pretty accurate for me. I feel like Virgos are very organization freaks, planners, like kind of rigid. And then Leos are like center of attention, like to perform, (laughs) they're dramatic. And Gemini is like personable, like two faces, which I don't think I'm two faced, but like can is like easily adaptable. And so I feel mm-hmm. like adaptable in like social situations. And I feel like I've always had like a pretty like wide range of interests and like different friends that are very different from each other from all of those interests. So, so yeah, I think it's pretty accurate for me. And yours? You are definitely a Virgo. For sure. Um, I don't, I'm so dramatic. I'm also a Leo. Yeah, you are. You are also dramatic. <laughs> you are also all of those things. <laughs> um, I'm a Cancer and my sun and moon are both Cancer. Mm-hmm. and my rising is a Libra. I think that all makes sense. Also, like of my seven personality planets, four of them are Cancer, mm-hmm. which makes so much sense because I am just like very much a Cancer through and through. Like I will be clingy and cry all the time. But I'm also like very empathetic and I feel other people's emotions, which is why I'm a people pleaser because I'm like very over presumptuous that like things are going wrong and don't want things to go wrong because I like absorb energy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, definitely like through and through a cancer. What soul and inside out are two of your favorite movies? (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know. That's a very, a very good point. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed our get to know us and feel free to like DM us. If you have more questions, we'll compile lists and have a couple more of these because they're fun for us to do. And it's good, good for you guys to get to know us and stay tuned because we do have really fun. I'm super excited about the like guests and episodes that we're talking to right now. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Good things to come. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) 